popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Dave and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts. The thyroid. Today Dustin and Mark force a morning after pill down the throat of Juno. Then Dave and Mark curb stomp walk hard. Finally Mark smashes a guitar over the director's cut of Walk the Line. Are you ready? It's thumb time. It's Thumbs of Fury, episode six. Gosh, we've already done six. Of We're them. on a roll. We are on a roll. Six weeks of greatness. Quality, high quality. quality. I thought this might die after the first couple weeks. And family-friendly fun. And you were wrong. I was. Once again. Now, week seven, watch out. Um, we hey, might not come hey, back from week six. Week seven should be good, so let's not tease it yet. Uh, might actually have something good in it. All right. Well, um, Dustin, did you, uh, did you watch your assignment this week? I did. Dave, did you watch yours? I did. Sweet. Kind of. <clears throat> well, let's... Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's uh, knock up Juno. All right. Well, well. If it isn't McGuff the crime dog. Back for another test? I think the first one was defective. The plus sign looks more like a division symbol, so I remain unconvinced. Third test today, Mama Bear. Your ego is prego. No doubt about it. It's really easy to tell. Is your nipples real brown? Yeah. Maybe your little boyfriend's got mutant sperms. Knocked you up twice. Silencio, old man. Look, I just drank my weight in Sunny D, and I gotta go pronto. Well, you know where the lavatory is. You pay for that pee stick when you're done. Don't think it's yours just because you marked it with your urine. That's the prognosis, fertile myrtle. Minus or plus. No, no, it's not seasoned yet. Take some of these. No, there it is. That little pink plus sign is so unholy. That ain't no etch sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. So, that was a scene from Juno, as we said. Uh, opting to go the scene route instead of a trailer in an effort to uh, not beat you guys down too much. Yes. But uh, that was a, actually like the opening scene just about from uh, from the movie. This was the... Um, it was pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. Uh, well, this is the uh, movie that is based on the real life... Well, somewhat based on the real life of Diablo Cody, who wrote the movie, um, who was a former stripper, blogger, journalist, etc., etc., and uh, won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay and stars Ellen Page from, uh, I think it was Hard Candy 
and uh, the great Michael Sarah and the great Jason Bateman and the Same. okay Jennifer Garner. Teams up some uh, Arrested Development uh, former co-stars right. from yeah. the great Arrested Development. I make a prediction now that Michael Sarah will be the next uh, Dr. McDreamy. You think so? He's going to be the dorky kid star, go away for a few years, and then come back later and have a career again. I don't know that he's going to go away, really. He's I don't staying know. I'm pretty just busy. Saying, he's going to be big. What was he's that movie that Dylan McDermott did? What, what, did you say the name of it where he was the geeky kid? That, don't know. Uh, no one knows what you're saying. Let's let's. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, so it's about a, a 16 year old girl. She's a junior in high school. She gets pregnant by Michael Sarah's character. His name is Bleaker, and uh, it's deals with her and her decision to keep the baby but give it up for adoption to uh, Jason Bateman. His name is Polly Bleaker. Yeah, Polly Bleaker. Awesome name. Uh, so Dustin, after I had seen this in the theater, what do you think of Juno? Oh, you'd seen this in the theater? Yeah, I watched it again this week. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought the movie, well, personally, I, I knew that it wasn't a comedy going into it, but I had expected it to be a little it's a funnier than it was. It's but a it's, dramedy. it's more drama than comedy. You I think would so? Say. I think it's more focused on drama. Hmm. Um, I think the acting is, is pretty good um, from everyone in this one. Hmm. Um, it stars, I can't remember the guy's name, from Spider-Man the, as, the, as the father. J.K. Simmons. Yes, J.K. Simmons, who... Actually has some of the funniest lines in it. Oh, to he's me. awesome! Forgot he um, was in, in here. Uh, yeah, he, he's really good. Uh, Jason Bateman's pretty good as the kind of straight man in a lot of his a lot of his scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was one of the funnier scenes when they first meet up and he comments on her name and yeah. says it's like the city in Alaska and she just says no yeah. very bluntly and it's just awkward and well, it's pretty funny. We should mention one part of the movie is that uh, Jason Bateman and uh, the Ellen Page character Juno they kind of develop a. Lolita, almost almost Lolita relationship. That was kind of an awkward part that of the was movie to me. Weird. Uh, which, to me, it, looking at it from her angle, she I don't think she saw that really coming in a lot of ways, but mm. I think he was planning it most of the time. Right. So it was kind of creepy. Um, overall, I think it went... I mean, I think the story was pretty good. Uh, it was kind of a nice little love story, you know, as it ended up. Mm-hmm. Um my issue with it is much the same issue that Dave tends to have with uh, Gilmore Girls. It's a little too cool for itself a lot of times. People don't really talk like that. They Everybody has such a quick, cool, cool retort for everything. Yeah. They're into the coolest music. You know, everything else is just so lame compared to the coolest stuff out there. And there's a lot of that in there. And that kind of beat me down. Yeah, I think um, the Juno character who's supposed to be Diablo Cody. Yeah. In real life, obviously, she thinks a lot of herself. Yes. That she is so cool, and she infused that into this character. And while I enjoyed the dialogue, and I thought it was great, it kind of, we should mention that opening scene, that's not exactly typical of the whole movie. That is like, that's yeah. the worst, the most egregious scene that of that uh, that trend. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's a little too cool for itself. Like, oh, we, we're going to argue about all these these punk bands from the 70s, because yeah. that was the only good era of music. Yeah, you know, Jason, there's a point where Jason Bateman and... Uh, the Ellen Page character are arguing, and mm-hmm. you know he's he's what like mid thirties maybe, mm-hmm. and you know nineteen ninety three was the greatest period, and to her, no way, nineteen seventy seven was just yeah. so awesome, and you can't touch it, and you know mm-hmm. just that kind of stuff beat me down a little bit. Outside of that, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, it had a good flow to it. I wasn't really, I wasn't ever bored. Um, it interjected humor when it needed to. Um, I could have asked for a little bit more of that, but overall. I'd say I'd probably give it a thumbs up. It, it was pretty good. Um, 
personally, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it, and uh, I enjoyed it as much the second time around. Uh, my biggest problem is that I don't think they used Michael Sarah enough. I think he was um, he didn't have a lot of lines. He was a very quiet character. Yeah, it it looks like he's going to be a main focus, and he really isn't. No, he's not. Um, he's, I mean, he's just not used enough. I think he was. I realize the story is about Juno, and it's about Jason Bateman's character and Jennifer Garner. I was going to say they focus a way lot on them. Yeah, uh, but I yeah I agree. I think uh, I think they could have used Michael Sarah more. Yeah, and I think it would have been. It actually probably would have added to it. I think it would have been a little bit better. Maybe a little bit more of his story. And yeah, uh, he has some great lines. Um, he's just his facial expressions are great. Yeah, uh, he's the same awkward guy, and that he is in a lot of movies. Yeah, like and he, like he was in Arrested Development. I, yeah, you know, it's the same. Just like uh, what was the recent movie? I can't even think of the name um, off the top of my head. Not knocked up. Not knocked up. What was not that? knocked up? Super the other bad. one, Super Bad. Yes, yeah, super he's bad. very similar to in Super Bad, although a far far smaller role. I'm hoping he, as an actor, breaks out of that because he's already getting into that. Um, you get the same typecasting. Yeah. yeah, just like, like he's so good at it though. He is good. He's awesome. But I'm afraid he's going to get typecast, and we're not going to see a bigger range from him that we could. Like like Will Ferrell is almost typecast now. He's yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I think he's going to be that the dorky type. kid for a while, and then later on when he's a little bit older, he'll yeah. make a comeback as the cool guy. Yeah. He'll he'll be on uh, Grey's Anatomy yeah. in the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2.0. Yeah. So I give it a thumbs up. What are you thinking, Mark? I, lo- I I didn't want to say I loved the movie, but I liked it quite a bit. It's a very enjoyable movie. So Do you think it was Oscar movie worthy? Like um, best picture worthy? I think it that up for best picture. Best, it was up for best picture. I oh, think that really? may be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I think you know they they tend to pick a movie like this that's kind of a little dramedy darling that a lot of people like. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. they did with Sideways. I think Sideways was a lot more worthy of it than Juno, but I think that might be stretching it a little bit. It was good, but best picture worthy. I don't personally think so i think it was definitely a best or most original screenplay what it won is it's probably worth best probably should have won yeah best picture not so much but it it was an enjoyable film it's it's just a good little indie film it only cost 6.9 million to make the movie made like almost 300 million dollars i got a question for you though what's up what was the deal with the pipe was that part of the too cool the pipe. She always she had a pipe like in three or four scenes. Never saw her actually smoking the pipe. Oh, you mean like the pipe? A, oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was just part of her. Oh, she's so quirky. It's just so cool just to have a pipe for no reason. Yeah, and, exactly. And to spend all the time to take a chair and all that stuff and put it in front of his lawn. That was another. It's the too cool that beat me down. Yeah. I can't say it's a great movie. Yeah, it's like she almost tried to take Napoleon Dynamite and blend it with the traditional dramedy, yes. romantic comedy. With a little bit of a uh, little bit of super bad in there, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still a good film. I really liked it, and uh, definitely a thumbs up. And the movie we were talking about earlier, first of all, it wasn't Dylan McDermott; it was Patrick Dempsey. That's why you confused me. Yeah, I was sorry. Like, I was like Dylan. How did we get Dylan McDermott? <laughs> how did we get sorry, to the guy I mean, from the practice? What does that have anything to do with anything? I mean, Patrick Dempsey in the movie was "Can't Buy Me Love." I was trying to think of movie season. I was like, yeah. what does that have to do with anything at all? So yeah, maybe Michael Cera is our Patrick Dempsey. So. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth a rental. Um, a thumb up all the way, and uh, yeah, there you go. So the next movie we have is Walk Hard, the uh, Judd Apatow, the Dewey Cox, story, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, there you go. people are saying that your new music sounds a lot like Bob Dylan. Well, maybe Bob Dylan sounds a lot like me. You know, how come nobody ever asked Bob Dylan why you sound so much like Dewey Cox? 
Mailboxes drip like lampposts in the twisted birth canal of the Coliseum. Rim job fairy teapots mask the temper tantrum. Oh, say, can you see them? Stuffed cabbages, the darling of the laundromat. The mouse with the overbite explained how the rabbit. What the hell is this song about? I have no idea. You guys are idiots. This song is very deep. Diplomat inside the three-eyed monkey within inches of his toaster oven lie. What a diminishment of Bob Dylan, I gotta say. Because it's obviously what they is were targeting. It, no, is it not that far off? Not that very far, far off. Very far off, but anyway. <laughs> not so much. I love Bob Dylan. Um, that was kind of funny. Okay, so this is Judd, This is not a Judd Apatow directed film like Knocked Up and Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, but he did co-write the script with Jake Kasdan. Kasdan is the one who actually directed this, so it still has an Apatow influence. And personally, I love Judd Apatow. Uh, I've loved him since Freaks and Geeks back in the day, uh, Undeclared, etc. And uh, so he's built up quite the reputation in Hollywood, and then came Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, Dave, now your thoughts. I checked out the uh, unedited version, right? Which was called something like the, "So Unbearably Long," yeah. whatever. I ended up. I started watching it. Wasn't really getting into it. I already knew you said it was bad. You just ruined my. It whole was routine. really terrible. Mm-hmm. So I ended up fast forwarding through the majority of the movie. Every time it looked like there was something kind of funny, I would try to stop and see if it was funny. It usually wasn't, so I'd start fast-forwarding it again. <laughs> Not a good sign. Um, I thought... Um, what's his name? The lead guy? I, I always John forget his name. C. John Riley. C. Riley. I thought he's great. He's always good. Mm. I think if he would have had a little bit better script, it would have been better. Yeah. Because he's decent in those kind of character roles but like that. The biggest problem with John C. Riley... just took it too far. Everything was like too much. Like from the very beginning of the movie, when he's a little kid, and it's so over the top and stupid mm-hmm. that it's not even funny. It, when it, he just picks the guitar up and starts it, playing, yeah, I didn't laugh at all. It wasn't funny at all. Yeah, a big voice out of a little kid. I'm. I don't know. I agree. I just, I, something I I can't say. I watched the whole thing because yeah. I didn't. But what I watched was horrible, and. I will probably never go back and try to watch the whole thing. Right. I thought Jenna Fisher was the only good thing about the movie because mm-hmm. that's just because you love she's her. She's hot. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, I give it a huge throbbing thumb down. I, we didn't even talk about what the film's about, really, just uh, to go back a little bit. But this is basically the the original trailers. If you saw them, it was very obviously a making fun of a. Um, walk the line in the story of Johnny Cash. And actually what it is, it, which they don't make clear, is it's it's making fun of all biopics and um, just musical biopics. Every kind of musical generation yeah. in general. Just every kind of music. And there's a, there's a lot of Jerry Lee Lewis in there. There's some Brian Wilson, some Ray Charles, things like that. Being such a fan of Jed Apatow, I mean, it's like I can't describe how much, how disappointed I was by this movie. Uh, Name it, some of his other movies, just in case people don't know. Who's that? Judd Apatow. Four-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up. He was, um, I don't know if he's a producer on Superbad, but he definitely sponsored that project, got it in motion. I know he did some script editing on it. This hmm. seems like so far out of line Freaks and Geeks, stuff. Undeclared. Um, 
Like, it just seems random compared to all those it's, movies. He did Anchorman also, I should say. Uh, he's done a lot of great stuff. The style itself seems so random it's, compared to those. I don't I don't know what it was. I, what is it about Naked Gun? Because Naked Gun is also, you know, very random. But what is it about Naked Gun and a movie like Top Secret, which this is closer to? Um, That's funny. What is it that that works, but this one doesn't? I don't know what to say I other than... I think there's something to do with the fact that there's been so many of these type of movies lately. Maybe, well, yeah. Plus, Naked Gun and Top Secret were kind of original. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. There's yeah, just been true. so many scary movie, you know, yeah. whatever the latest ones was. But, you know, you look at that, and then it's like, okay, this thing had such random humor, right? And then you look at Anchorman, another Apatow flick, and that was completely random. I don't know what it is about this movie, but it just was not funny. But those all had kind of a focus. This was so unfocused. It jumped from the beginning to every single kind of music in between with just a jump in between. It's like they were just trying to make a somewhat of a little tiny storyline to get to the next song. They could like make fun of him and dress him up some way different. Yeah, just looking at the trailers, I was totally disinterested in this from the beginning. You know what? Quite frankly. Thinking about this right now. I don't know if it's in the normal version. But there's a lot of man penis in this. There's a lot of penis in this movie, yeah. Weird. So if you have kids and uh, you don't want them seeing nudity, yeah, I would avoid Maybe this Maybe you'll movie. find a different film that actually has female penis in oh, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, uh, there's, there's a lot of boobage, too, so just to make that clear. Um, I'm guessing probably not Jenna Fisher. No, unfortunately not. No. Um, you know, one thing that it, one of the problems with this movie that differentiates it from Airplane and Naked Gun and uh, top secret is that this movie it wasn't funny. Well, besides <laughs> oh, that, is oh, what oh, I'm okay. saying as far as any comedy, <laughs> those were good. Breaking down the comedy, one of the biggest problems is that this movie just loved to go back to the well of the same joke again and again and again and again. I watched this thing the whole way through. I almost cut it off, almost stopped watching it, but it kept going back to the same jokes. Um, the machete thing, um, the dad saying the wrong son died. The the uh, his wife his first wife saying that he was going nothing but a failure. Um, I mean, there were several jokes. Oh, him ripping sinks out of the wall. The wife having seventy thousand kids. Yes, it's just like they went. There's nothing wrong with a callback, right? In, in comedy, but when you go to that same well like ten different times, it wears itself really one, thin. I think one other complaint I have about this, which I have about us, a, a number of movies these days, it seems like. The Saturday Night Live crew yeah. cannot get away from each other. Well, and here, that's no a one good can point. make a movie without having every single cast member from Saturday Night Live somewhere in the movie. That, that's a good point. Is when I saw that Tim Meadows was in this movie, I knew it was going to be terrible. The man has yet to be in a good movie. I like Tim Meadows; he was great in The Office that one episode, but he has yet to be in a good movie. I just I hate that you they these this type of comedy movie even mm. though some of them are really good yeah they have to put everybody in it they right. can't just find random funny people other comedians from other places then Mike again, Myers and Dana Carvey didn't have to do that you know then again going I kinda, back to Wayne's World you don't have to do that just because you're doing stuff for Saturday yeah. Night Live that was even yeah. a Saturday Night Live skit and they you don't didn't have do to it. have every single cast yeah. member from Saturday Night Live yeah. in it and I kind of like the fact that Apatow tends to go back to his same group of core actors. I kind of like that, actually. But it's all Saturday Night Live people now. At least this movie uh, was. What? John C. Riley? Besides was... Jenna Fisher and John C. Riley, like everybody else was in, seemed like they were all in Saturday Night Live. Uh, Kristen Wiig, I think, was. Tim Meadows, Chris Parnell, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just get tired of the Saturday Night Live people, especially yeah. since I don't really consider 
Tim Meadows and some of them that funny. They're right. okay sometimes, but they're not geniuses like some of the other people that they no. could have gotten for this movie probably could have been. It's just it was it was a terrible, terrible movie. So thumbs down, flaming thumbs down oh, for like, everyone. Like yeah, if I could take both of my thumbs and light them on fire and then point them downwards. If I could take my thumb, light it on fire, stick it into a gasoline canister and right. have that blow up while yes. my thumb is pointing down. <laughs> That's yeah. where this would be. And you so know what? Worse than Atonement? I don't know. Okay. I watched all get, of Atonement. Because you guys gave that a pretty bad... Wow. I mean, we all did. I didn't fast forward thumb. through any of Atonement. Well, I don't How's know. that? You know... Okay. Um, Just wonder. And, and this movie's only made worse by the Atonement fact... Atonement didn't have the whole Saturday Night Live cast in it. <laughs> That's true. This is only made worse by the fact that it's Judd Apatow, and he has done so many great movies. You fall that... You know, when you're a bigger dude, you fall that much harder. That's why this movie is so bad. It's such a disappointment. Now, yes... Two flaming thumbs way down, but on the other side, just as, a, as as an aside, the soundtrack for this movie, however, is great. Um, if there's any redemption in this movie, it is in the soundtrack. I recommend everybody go to Amazon and check out the uh, song Let's Do It. Amazon the website. Amazon.com. Yeah, or go to the Amazon. I don't care. <laughs> but the soundtrack is good. I really liked it. It was very authentic to each time period. They, the songs were funny. I thought the Dylan song was funny. Um, I thought it was funny, too. No, it's funny. Uh, there, there's some great songs, but that's it's everything around the songs. It's horrible. yes, everything in between and around the songs is terrible. All right, so this movie is go away. Now to move on from Next. that to the uh, one of the stories that that's actually based on. Right, walk yes. the line. The director's cut. While Johnny was out recuperating, the world changed. Dylan's gone electric. The the birds are electric. The Beatles are electric. Hell, everybody's electric. He needs a fresh sound, and, and all he wants to do is cut a live album with the same old pickers at a maximum security penitentiary. You can talk to me, you know. I'm standing right here. And what's with the black? It's depressing. Looks like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. Your fans are church folk, Johnny. Christians. They don't want to hear you singing to a bunch of murderers and rapists trying to cheer them up. Christians then. I'm fine with you doing a live record. Just not at a prison. That's my compromise. January 13th. I'll be at Folsom Prison. Let you and the boys. You listen to the tapes. You don't like them? All right, so this was the 2000 movie, Walk the Line, from uh, James Mangold and starring Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, this, um, just a shortcut, everybody knows this is Johnny Cash. This is a Johnny Cash movie, all about Johnny Cash. It's about his life, It's yes. It's the real story of Johnny Cash, not the terrible, terrible walk hard. Um, this, uh, I've seen this movie many times. I own the DVD already. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies from 2005. You watch it at least once a night. Uh Maybe twice, um, at least once. When, right. I'm, huh. when I'm really upset, three times. Uh, it does nothing but cheer me up. I, I love the movie. Um, it, it's great performances all around, an even better soundtrack um, from the greatness of T Bone Burnett, who also did Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Several of the movies. You know, I have to say an, an interesting thing from this movie. That's just that? a little side note. 
I actually think that Reese Witherspoon may sing better than June Carter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just like that's funny. That was one of the, the, the things I checked out because I had I own the soundtrack. Um I went and compared it like uh Jukebox Blues. I went and compared the two. Oh yeah, Reese Witherspoon. If there's anything that is inaccurate about the performance, she's is, too good. It's that she was too good to be June <laughs> Carter because even June Carter admits she did not have a great voice compared to the rest of the Carter she's, family. True. She's prettier than June Carter. That she was. Now that's true too. Yeah, June Carter smoked a few more cigarettes <laughs> than Reese Witherspoon has. I think probably. Uh, and uh, it was the '70s, so everybody was leathery in the '70s because you were just constantly surrounded by fogs of smoke <laughs> and nicotine tobacco. But uh, I love the movie. You know. It was a great movie. That being said, this is the director's cut, uh, extended edition, I should say. What was say. the difference in the two? Um, it was two and a half hours, as opposed to, I think, like right at two hours, something like that, 2.15. Um, there's, that's the thing, is there's not a lot of difference. I don't know. Kind of like you weren't sitting there going, oh, that's brand new. I mean, yeah, I did. There, there were definitely moments. He watches it every night. He's going to notice <laughs> yeah. it for 15 minutes. I, d- I do notice the difference. They, what they did was they extended his time in the uh, Army a little bit more, his time in Germany, how he wasn't uh, a spectacular soldier, and how he's more concerned with getting back to his first wife, who I always want to call Marjean because she's from uh, Big Love. She plays Marjean in Big Love, but that's I don't remember his first wife's name. We'll let you call her that. Um, but Marjean, yeah. Just call Anyways, her first wife. Um, they have a lot of scenes with, not a lot, but a few more minutes with that. Um, that seems spin- like something that they could have left out. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> that, I, what, I can see why they say that for the mega director's cut, yeah, the hardcore a, fan. That's the thing. What they put in... For the extended cut, none of what none of it was necessary. They added a little bit more with um, his his first wife, Marjean, a little bit of their strife, um, him being a salesman, a failed salesman, um, and, and things around that. It's just like little, you know, two minute shots here and there, if that. And it doesn't really. It adds nothing. Well, I won't say it adds nothing, but it adds little value to the original movie. Um, it's still a great movie. I don't. It doesn't weaken the movie at all by giving you an extended cut, but to me, it doesn't enhance it at all either. Are so, there any extra features? Yeah, oh, and, okay. and that's that's real. The where the real value of this movie is is there are there's a second disc, and it's literally filled with, I mean, ten to twenty minute featurettes about Johnny Cash. Um, is that actual the relationship Cash footage on it? There's my complaint. Oh, is <laughs> they have zero? Well, I won't say zero, but almost no performance footage of Johnny Cash in these featurettes. I mean, it's actually when they're talking about Johnny Cash and June Carter, they're actually showing pictures of Joaquin and Reese. That's weird. From the movie. They didn't want to pay the money. That may be true. <laughs> um, but it, that was kind of disappointing. I hate that, when that happens. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's very disappointing. It's it's. You think they already got the rights to create work. a story? It wouldn't be... Or I hate when you watch like True Hollywood Story and there's not one clip of the actual yeah. person they're talking about. Yeah. It's just people talking about yeah. that person. I mean, yeah, that's it, it's cool you get interviews with his son, John Carter Cash, and his sister. Um, one of his sisters, I should say. That's cool. There's a there's a, actually a couple more deleted scenes than were on the original DVD um, that actually didn't make it even into the extended cut um, <laughs> with uh, him being a salesman. Uh, I don't know. If you're a hardcore fan and you watch it three times a night like me, then maybe you want to buy it. I don't know that there's any value in actually going out. If you already own the movie and you like it for what it is, I don't know if there's any value in uh, buying that. Um the only other thing that is cool about this DVD is that you get the uh, complete performances. So if you like the songs in the movie like I did, 
And like with Jukebox Blues, for instance, they cut it off pretty early. You only get maybe 30 seconds of the song. In here, you actually get the entire performance. That's so, cool. It's cool. I don't know that it's worth a purchase for anybody. Maybe a rental if you haven't seen it. Uh, thumbs up on the movie. Thumbs up on the soundtrack. And I'll say thumbs up on this DVD just because... It's for it's the hardcore good, fan. It's a good movie. It's definitely for the hardcore yeah. fan only. So they... Well, I'm just saying they hit their target audience. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you don't own it, sure, buy it. Rent it. But it's definitely a movie I recommend. Either Love way. it. So. Uh, all right. Well, I guess... Uh, that wraps it up for us this week. Now, we do have a very special episode coming out. Uh, it's going to be Thursday night. or No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday, is when it'll be up. Uh, but it's a, a special surprise feature. Just uh, It'll be well, a big one. You guys it will, will like be it. a big one. You'll like it. Be coming early, um, per usual. So you actually go a week between uh, Thumbs Fury. Uh, but you can call us 214-329-9827 if you have any reviews. If you Feel free. If you've seen any movies... Lately, feel free to call in your reviews. Um, 3214-329-9827. Uh, anything you've seen recently, feel free to give a review. Try to keep it un- under a minute or so. We'd love to hear from people out there. Give us your thumb up, thumb down, thumb sideways review. Uh, check out the website. at A uh, newly recolored website at breakroom.org. <laughs> uh, you can email us at uh, breakroom at gmail.com. Because uh, I still don't know the yeah, there is a three address. thumbs address out there, and we'll get it eventually. Yeah, um, if you want, I do. I do some written reviews out of Pop Syndicate. Uh, you can check those out at popsyndicate.com, including Walk Hard, uh, Sweeney Todd. I wrote a review for. Uh, there's other reviews out there. They're not as good as our audio ones. Not as good as it, nowhere close. No, nobody can match this gold. Uh, so check out, check that out. Uh, do us a favor. Go to iTunes. Leave a comment. Uh, just search for Break Room and you'll find us. You might find us on Thumbs if you're, I don't know. Um, but, right. uh, yeah, do that. Uh, and subscribe to the show, please, through iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Or uh, if you have an RSS, feeds.feedburner.com slash the Break Room. Absolutely. Thank there you, you Dustin. All right. Check you guys next week. Love you. Gasoline. See you. For love came just in time. We found you just in time. And change our lonely lives that... Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.